0: Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10:30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. I do believe we need to realize where we are at in terms of the history of the church and uh, I really feel that we need to realize afresh that we have an unchanging God in a changing world and uh, there is such a change taking place in our world and we need to move into a new um, realm in order to see what God is. Is that all the young people going out It would be great if you stayed in for this because I'm talking about what is happening in the world at the moment. And and some of you young people, you need to hear this because this is what you're going to be facing. And so, you know, there's been some reading that I've been doing over the last six months, particularly with regard to warfare, looking at the whole thing of a new level of discernment that we need in the church um, so that we can discern... The times that we're in, because most of us, most of the church in the Western world are discerning what is taking place from a political spirit and not from Holy Spirit. And so we're trying to follow world events by the politics rather than by the throne room of heaven. And and I I believe it's it's upon me to cause us if we're going to see revival we need to move to a new perspective and we need to stop looking at the the natural realm jesus when the disciples came back they said jesus demons are subject to us and he said i saw satan fall from heaven and uh, you see when they were dealing with it this level jesus saw it from this level And we need to stop looking at things from this level, and we need to start seeing things from this level. We need to come back to the vertical rather than the horizontal. And so we need a totally new perspective on that because of what's taking place in the world today. And uh, there's been a few things that have happened together with my reading, and then there's been people who God has put me into connection with, one of those has been Emma, but then through, uh, not through Emma. I, I was coming back from India, and uh, I had an email just show up on my, uh, a text message show up on my um, text messages. I'm not on Facebook anymore, so if anybody thinks, well, where's Trevor gone on Facebook, I canceled my Facebook, so I'm not there. Um, and so um, the, I had this uh, text message, and it was from Larry Sparks. Now, Larry Sparks is one of the destiny image, is um, researchers and also one of their writers. And, and it was just, I, I just want to say thank you for the, the well of revival that you've opened up and continue to keep open in the UK. And so I just wrote back to him. And then he wrote back again. And, um, and we, we started to talk and and i said to him i I just feel larry that if we're to move into the next um dimension and into the next stage of what god is wanting to do through the church the prophets and the apostles need to come together because they've isolated themselves one says i'm a prophet the other says i'm an apostle And so they've isolated themselves, and so they no longer connect together. And the church is built upon apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Also it says in Ephesians chapter 3, I think it's verse 3, it says that in former times these things were not disclosed, but now they have been disclosed through the apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles are also co-heirs together with Israel. See, that was a truth that was never known for nearly um two thousand years. It had been it had been locked up. And there came a point where the apostles and prophets got together and God released prophetic revelation, but also he released the ability through the apostolic to actually build a habitation that now included us who are Gentiles. Okay, And so if we're to move to the next level in terms of the the spheres of revelation that God is wanting to release so that he unlocks more of the revelation, I believe, that was sealed up by Daniel. Remember when he says, write these things down, then he says, now seal it because they await a future time. I believe there are things that are sealed that are awaiting a future time. And it's only when apostles and prophets get together that those things are going to be released. So I believe the thing is the time is now for those things to happen. And so we were talking and, and he sort of um, said to me, Yeah, he said, I think I think what we've been doing is building silos. You know what a silo is? It's a storage place. Usually, we store things in silos for our own consumption. It's usually where it is. And as I got the email, I I texted him and I said, I think we need to move from silos to depots. See, depots are where things are brought and then distributed. And so, we have to stop keeping back what God has given to us. We need to be in a place where we start to release things and... um, this was silos and storehouses. These separate and isolate from others and block connectivity. So I believe that there's been a connectivity with apostles and prophets that have been blocked. And because it's blocked, nothing can flow. And what flows through the apostles and prophets is revelation, which the church is able to build on. And without that, the church is building on past past um history and they build on past revelation so like emma said a couple of months ago she said we have been building on reformation truth now listen i'm in terms of my doctrine i'm pretty much reformed you may not think it but i am what does reform four things about reformed theology that is Where the people gather, that's why we have a gathering place, that's the first thing, where the people gather. Where the bishop or the apostle is present, I believe in the work of the apostolic. Also, the the third thing is where the sacraments are administered, we believe in baptism, we believe in washing of feet, that is a sacrament. And we believe in marriage, that is a sacrament. We believe in healing, that is a sacrament. Deliverance is a sacrament. All of those things Jesus initiated. When Jesus initiated things, they become sacraments in terms of the church. And the fourth thing is where the word of God is preached. That is reformed theology, just in a nutshell. Okay? So, so you can see that's my history. That's where I come from. And so everything is measured on those things. And I believe that we have to start measuring on a different um, level and you see there's some things that was great from the reformation in 1600s um, and that was the just shall live by faith it was no longer by works it was by faith where it had been corrupted we came back to the simplistic and uh, the simplicity of the gospel and that was believe on the lord jesus christ you will be saved and it's by faith that you're saved not by works so no one can vote. we we want to keep that but then you see there's a whole thing in terms of some of those other things so sacraments what do we do is it, this is what happened so baptism is it a sprinkling is it a dab or is it immersion is it throwing water on people what is how do we do baptism? churches have split over that is it communion how do we do communion is it cut up into little cubes and given out is it little wafers? is it the matzer all of those things is it one loaf is it a one cup is it lots of cups we've gone back to lots of cups why because of covid that's the only reason we do lots of cups before that it was one cup everybody came we drank from the same cup can you see so all of these things and people left the church because we went to little cups see that's what happens when you get into all of these things and so then the word the word Uh, is preached so you see some churches have great big pulpits if you go down to Westminster um, chapel big pulpit if you go to Spurgeon's Tabernacle big pulpit why because the word was central everything was measured by the word do you understand see and we think we're not we haven't been influenced by it but we have and so the, the choir, the choir was sat in stalls. That's what they called them, stalls. And where were the choir? They were the other side of the altar. So they were in an elevated place. And so you you look at where we are today. I mean, here the pulpit. I mean, we can move it. The way, you know, we can <laughs> take it wherever we want. But the thing is, we still want to keep central to the Word of God. Yeah see but we don't need the outward trappings to make us focus on that so yeah we still have free worship but we don't want this to become a a separation where you can't get to hear so so i believe that what emma was saying is we need to look at what we're doing so that we can again begin to uncover revelation for our day are you with me and so that's why this is important. We, we have an unchanging God in a changing world. And so with all of these things going on, so I'm getting back to this word that I sent off to, to Larry and blocks the connectivity and produces, here it is, independence. See, that's what, that's what happens when apostles and prophets aren't moving together, produces independence. People become independent. We get to do our own thing. And it was never like that in the New Testament. Never like that. There was no spirit of independence. And uh, results in independence, results in barrenness. Um, Inability to reproduce. That's what happens. Um, We were made for interdependence and relationships for increase see the church is suffering barrenness and do you know what we do because we're barren and independence is that we produce so many programs in order to try and do what only god can do and that that is god is the one who brings increase he is the one that said be fruitful um, an increase and multiply. Only God can do that, not our program. And how did he do that? How does he bring multiplication and increase? By interrelationships. By a man and woman coming together, having sexual intercourse, and through that, children are produced. See, that's relationship. Can you see? And so when those are missing, we have to go into programs in order to try and produce what God has kept In relationship to produce are you with me and so here we then build an armed guard those are the Pharisees an armed guard to protect what is stored anything that doesn't connect with what we think we've stored is that we shoot it down because we're scared and afraid that what we have may be messed with And we may not have anything left to give out to other people. And so we won't be able to feed ourselves. As there is no possibility of increase, what should have been a storehouse or a depot has become an armed silo, incapable of reproduction or reproduction or redistribution and only... um, can't even write my own reading, and only well, I might have Sharon to read the word, and only she knows my writing better than me sometimes. What's this word here? Protection. Protect- there you go. Oh. Uh, or re- only protection and storage, so we create a bunker. And I believe that God says, I'm done with my church being a bunker. That's us. So we have to dismantle anything that we've created silos and made it protectionism or protectionist so that it's become a bunker. With bunkers, nothing comes in and nothing goes out. The silo was a place where things are stored for protection And safekeeping, a depot, is a place where things are stored for distribution and assignments. And I believe that God says, I am wanting my church to become a place of distribution, and the distribution is to fulfill the assignments that heaven has got, so the people fulfill the purpose of God in their generation. That is what we're wanting. And so for us today, and then the Lord showed me the parable of Luke 12. And we're just, at the moment, we're just interacting between me and Gary and just talking some things through. Also, on the back of all of this, when we were up in Glasgow with Anna just a few weeks ago at Emma's conference there, um, we were just talking over lunch about how apostles and prophets need to come together. And Emma said to me, Trevor, get them together. I can bring the prophets, but I need somebody who can gather the apostolic together and I believe she said and I believe that's part of your assignment is to do that so that we can gather. so do be praying I'm asking you to pray 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 that the the apostolic leaders of our nation can come together with the prophets so that we might hear and both see what God has got to say so that revelation can be given so that we can move forward in these changing times And I'll come to that in a moment. But then the Lord showed me, or said to me, I want you to read Luke 12. Luke 12, and I'm going to read it to you. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Distribute what we've stored up. But he missed the whole assignment of Jesus. Because Jesus did not come to judge jesus on his first coming he came in order to seek and to save and so this person had totally missed the whole purpose of the mission of jesus and he wanted him to step into his second coming where he is going to come as judge and he will give to anybody everyone what they have um deserved and what they've done in their body he will judge that and he will give out our inheritance he said that In his word. But you see he missed this whole thing. And so here he said. Get him to share his inheritance with me. Jesus replied. Who man who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you. Then he said to him watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Storage up. And covetousness. So I want what you've got in order to make me enriched. And aren't we seeing that on the world scale playing out listen you can't get away from this this is jesus's words for end times and so here he told them this parable the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop he thought to himself what are you thinking to yourself what are you thinking that you think god doesn't know about because he does he thought to himself what shall I do I have no place to store my crops I've got no silos because they were never meant to be stored then he said to them this is what I will do I will tear down my barns and big buildings and build bigger ones what's that in this day and age I will take down the small insignificant churches, and I will start building mega churches. Wow. Listen to what Jesus has to say. I will store all my grain and my goods. I will store all my grain and my goods. I, me, mine my. my. <laughs> Things have got to change, haven't they? Things got to change in this changing world according to the changeless truth of what God has said. And so it says here, um, I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for you for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool! This very night, your life will be demanded of you. What you said I needed to judge, I am bringing now upon you. It will be demanded of you. You'll have to give an account of your life. See, we don't live in the context of that anymore. We think life is just going to go on. Life isn't going to go on. And I'm going to show you why. Your life will be demanded from you. Then who gets what you have prepared for yourself? You just re- write, mark down here how many personal pronouns are used. I mean, it is just, that's covetousness. What you have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be with anyone, with anyone, with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards god wow so that's the passage god gave me when i'm meditating on all these things looking at where we are as a church and as a church i'm not talking about the church i'm talking about us as a church because i believe god's got great things for us and i believe the great things are yet to come when we can get hold of the revelation that God wants to release in our day, in our, because we're in a good place. But you see, we can't settle on our laurels of where we've got to. Because if we do, they've gone tomorrow. So we have to keep pressing in, breaking new ground. That's part of what's come out this morning. And so here, See, he misunderstood the mission of Jesus. What are we misunderstanding? I'm saying, Lord, what are we misunderstanding about your mission? See, he came to seek and to save, not to judge and be an arbiter. And we can miss the whole thing. And that's what he did. He missed the whole thing. The second coming, he will be a judge and an arbiter. He will judge the living and the dead. He will award to everyone according to his righteousness this is what god's going to do so what we need to know what it is to live in righteousness we need to i hear lots of people sort of going on about holiness holiness listen the greatest holiness that you can experience in your life is becoming a new person in jesus christ that's it Don't come to me telling me what you've got to get rid of, what you've got to do, what you've got to do this and do that because you're back into works. You talk to me about how you are interrelated with Jesus and I'll say amen. Let me pray. Let me bless you. Let me pray what God is doing in your life because it isn't about what we're doing. It's about our relationship and our intimacy with Jesus. Are you with me this morning? we have to get hold of these things so we have become a new race we are different we become new creations in christ jesus the oldest pastor you've heard me go on about this so many times but now i believe it's time that we have to start living it out in our daily lives in terms of righteousness it isn't about getting rid of this getting rid of this getting rid of this getting rid of it's having people who say to you This is not the way Jesus wants you to live. And that's why I love this woman here. And I really do. I value all that she brings into my life. Yes, she can correct my spelling any day. (laughs) But she she knows me. She knows me from afar. She knows because she knows because she knows. And she can say to me, not that you need to do this, this, this and this. But Trevor, is that really how Jesus wants you to live? Is that really what it's like to be in Christ? And so she was just talking to me this morning. Trevor, you are researching so many things, are you? Don't allow your research to cause you to hate people. And I'm researching the whole Islamic Christian thing. Okay, I really am researching in depth. And so she said, see, that's why I need that. See, I need that voice. Because if I don't is what happens, I can move away. And I can be outside of Christ. And so then what happens, I begin to pick up a political spirit. Do you know what the political spirit is? The, The leaven of Herod. That's the political spirit. Do you know what the religious spirit is? The leaven of the Pharisees. Can you see? Do you know what the leaven of the Spirit is? Jesus. He will turn everything new. (laughs) Hallelujah. So come on. We are in a time of grace and mercy, not of judgment. The man did not understand the reason of Christ's mission, even though Jesus revealed himself as Savior he hadn't couldn't see it and i believe that god needs us to bring us back from those bunker mentality bring us back as we have the prophetic word we, we've built on the reformation since the 60 or 1500 16th we're built upon we have to build on a new foundation and before you start getting worried about what's the founder it's jesus is the chief cornerstone okay that's what we have to get back to. And listen, I'm not talking about just trying to get all the way back right to how they did. Listen, I don't believe we can get back to how the church lived in the first century. Because you know, all that we have heard, even from the scriptures, it is like Chinese whispers. Do you understand? And it's like this. pass it on and just keep passing it on can you till I say stop just keep passing can you see this is what I mean by Chinese whispers don't ask twice once that's enough and so here see this is what hap- if we think we can get all the way back to the first century church it's like trying to get back to the original from our whispers and we can't do it. So we have to come back to Jesus who is the same today and forever. So when we build on that foundation, let me tell you, everything fits together in whatever age we are in. Do you know why he said, I will build? And we will not. Hallelujah. That's why we need it. Okay. And so for us today, we need to get back to the unchanging God so that we can have a message in a changing world that brings us back to God's plan and purpose. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. That's still, we're still in a time of the fullness of time. Let me say to you this. See, I I love that verse when in the fullness of time. But let me read this to you from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. I think it's verse 10. Here it is. It was to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. That's why we have to build on the foundation. To put into effect. That is to make it effective to put it into effect not in our notebooks in our programs to put into effect what? to put into effect when the times have reached their fulfillment see I believe we're in a time of reaching fulfillment so therefore we need to know what God is fulfilling so that we can move on into the next epoch of time and I mean that where have we got to? put up your hand where it's got to wait to me okay stand up where it's got to and I want you to shout out what it is the message you've received that's it stand up who's got it who's got the message okay stand up Just just say it yeah do you know what he said okay so what did i say right this is a great message today so it's gone from this is a great message that he's giving this morning i think it was to we've got to hear now and it's i don't know what he said (laughs) And we think we can go back 2,000 years and try and say, well, this is how they did it there because this is what they said. And we have to go by revelation, which is scary. Do you understand? Because it can transcend borders, generations. It can transcend race, color, gender all of those things it transcends all of that because we all put our understanding of what's being said see we are in incredible times and so for us see when the times have reached their fulfillment And I believe we need to get back to reading the end time parables because we could be, and this is me saying it, I haven't heard God say, but this is me saying we could be in that end time period with events taking place in the world today which could result in Jesus Christ coming again. Yeah. Why do I say that? It says, when you see... Luke 21, "When you see Jerusalem surrounded by her enemies, it's time to look up. Why? Because your redemption is drawing near. Now this is what we have to understand there. There's only two places really. Paul only uses it once, redemption. and he used it in the context of new creation. Do you understand? I'll give you five things in a moment. Just looking at the time. Oh, wow. Okay, Okay. you tell me when to stop, okay? Because I've got lots. Or if you have to go, just go. And if I'm talking to myself at the end, that's okay. Well, I won't ever be talking to myself because Shan will always be here. She will always be here, okay? You see, Paul uses redemption... And uses it in the context of Romans 8 and the whole of creation is standing on tiptoe Now, when you're standing on tiptoe what is, it you're, what is it you're trying to do you're trying to see over obstacles and hindrance you're trying to see things from an elevated position aren't you because you can't see it from this position and so the whole of creation has, is in a place where it's becoming elevated. And what's it elevated for? It's waiting for the redemption. When you see all these things taking place, look up because you're redemption. And listen, it's not just that the whole of creation. I believe that's why the eco-warriors are getting it all wrong. Do you understand they know something is going on you see i believe the world is picking up there are things going on see ext- extinction rebellion they are picking up things that's going on black lives matter they're picking up things that's going on but you see it's a wrong spirit it's a rebellious spirit and because it's a rebellious spirit what happens is rebellion which is at the sin of witchcraft and I was talking to Darren this morning. We were just c- communicating, and I, did, I said, "I don't know whether I'll bring it in, but I'm bringing it in now." And for all of our black community, and also, also the feminist spirit. So just on gender too. Listen, they're all they're all trying to hook into issues that the earth is groaning under. The whole of creation is groaning. Oh get out of this I'm groaning I don't know how to get out of it can you see it groans inwardly waiting they know something's happening but they're trying to bring it about from the political Herod spirit can you see they're using power against power and that one never and so they're hooking it and listen you watch next week you will have LGBTQ plus protesting in London with regard to the ceasefire in Palestine. Let me tell you this. For me, this just doesn't make sense. Do you know what they're doing to LGBTQ people in the Arab nations? They're throwing them off buildings because of their gay gender. Or sexuality, and here they are protesting and saying, no, stop. Can you see, it's hooked into it. See, that's what happens. And so again, women, women's rights are down there protesting, and they've hooked in, and they're pulling it back in, and what happened now, they're all protesting against one nation, Israel. And the thing is this, and this isn't a political spirit. I'm trying to get hold of what the Spirit of God is trying to say to us. And so then it hooks those in. But they don't realize that women, if you don't cover your heads in another nation, the Arab-speaking Islamic-governed nations, you will be beaten and imprisoned. And yet we protest and say, no, we are all for these people. And so I believe there's two things I heard this week. I heard it last night, Sharon and I were just talking about two things. See, what the devil does, he uses two things. One is God and the other is gold. That is, he uses religion to produce religious hatred between peoples. Okay? So it it becomes another crusade war. So the Christians against the Islamists. Can you see? So there's that. Or it's gold. And so the gold is, how can I plunder you and take your goods in order to make myself rich? Can you see? there's only two things and so here there's wealth and religion and wars have been fought over those two things wealth who owns it whose is it that's mine i want this piece of land i want this that's yours i want and so there's the religious spirit Can you see? it creates hatred between peoples and that's what the enemy is doing See, the enemy is using this whole situation in the heavenly realms in order to turn people against one another. In order to produce fear. So that's what he's doing. Listen, we need to understand the times that we're in. Because people will just go, just go like lemmings in their, probably their million next week. And they do not know what it is that we're protesting about. Apart from what is happening in Gaza and what is happening in Israel. And before you think I get into politics here, I'm not. If you turn, let me just get it for you, go all the way back to Genesis. Mm -hmm. Do you know the promise that God made through Noah? Mm -hmm. Shem, Ham and Japheth. You know there's three people? What did Ham do? ham he uncovered his father's nakedness said hey guys look at the old man he's lying stark naked just go and never look at him and shem and japheth walked him backwards they weren't going to become part of that religious spirit it says look what he's doing look what he's doing See, that's the religious spirit. Look what they're doing. See how they're uncovering them. And so they walked in and covered it. And so what happened was, see, see we forget these things, an unchanging God. There are things that he's put in place and we, we do it to our own detriment if we do not get back to those things. And I may have to continue this next week. But you see here, it says then in chapter 9, I think. Let me, chapter 9 is it? I did, I did write it down on a note. As you can see, I was busy, 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 busy with some of these things. And he says that Japheth would dwell in the courts of Shem. And Ham will be his servant can you see so let me tell you god has a plan for the three sons of Noah, and ham represents the philistines do you know the capital of philistia is gaza okay just so that you know it's all back there four thousand years ago and so here it says that ham and japheth will dwell in the courts of shem you hear the term anti-semitism that's from shem it's god's people through whom he chose we didn't he chose and so but you see they are going to live together shem ham and japheth they are going to live in their tents together isn't that wonderful news and so the political spirit and the religious spirit want to keep why because we built silos and we've been building it since the Crusades of the 11th century see these things have an effect are you with me this morning because i want you to try and understand where we are so that we can begin to pray and we can pray intelligent intelligently so that as a church we become a depot or if i was in america a depot but we become a depot a place where things are brought to and distributed for their assigned function see that's what we're wanting and you won't hear much of this out on the news but it says there Japheth would dwell in the courts of Shem and Ham will be their servant and you see I do believe that what Ham, what the Islamic nations, because that's where they come from, is trying is break free from their servitude, from being a servant of others. But you see, it's only as we deal with the curse, because that's the curse. Now, where is the curse dealt with? Listen, I preached this here long times ago. The curse is dealt with at the cross of Jesus Christ. Can you see? It all comes back to Jesus. Not Jesus, isn't it wonderful, His fragrance, and it is wonderful, his fragrance, but there's, there's bigger issues than just a fragrance of Jesus. If we can get hold of this, we could see things really breaking out in terms of a real revival. Because let me tell you, the world is in a place of fear it really is and so here it says he became a curse for us who knew no sin so that the righteousness of god could be given to us who are the first fruits of the spirit isn't that wonderful i think that is that should be like honey to your taste today real honey to your taste and so while we look at all that's going on we have to look up not look across because if we look across let me tell you we will hate people we will hate what they've done to other people but if we look up can you see we may get to see a glimpse of what jesus really is trying to do he's trying to bring the church out of being a silo into a depot he's trying to get the church full of such resources so that it can become a place where he distributes according to his assignment which we call the purpose of god okay and so for us last part before i finish and i'm glad ryan you um prayed for the sick earlier because i don't think this will fit in with a a call for people to be healed this morning (laughs) Um, where is it let me just get it here it is and this was on November the 3rd okay I'm still turning pages Are you anybody else still turning the page oh I'm still the only one Ryan is okay a few of you are I'm still turning my pages I'm on but on, on the, November the 3rd uh, I turned the page and I think it was page 320 something I didn't write it down on here but I was woken at 510 by a deep fear that I realized was the effect of a black flag being pulled over London and at its four corners were ropes that had been attached to it and the people were holding and the first one was that they were trying to attach it, mark these down, because they, they could become the real flashpoints that we need to pray again. They were trying to pull it and attach it to Westminster Abbey. That's the religious spirit. See, that's the Islamic spirit trying to attach it to a religious spirit. So at um, Westminster Abbey, because that is the place of spiritual authority in our country that's what it represents the the second was fear and that was over westminster because it was the seat of power you can use power in order to make people fearful so that was the other where I saw it was being pulled because they wanted to put this in place the third was hatred the cord was called hatred and it was being pulled over the law lords and over the um old bailey which was the place of justice so they're wanting to turn justice into hate hatred so justice will be meted out because of hatred That's what it's trying to do. And the fourth was Trafalgar Square. Why? Because that was the place of bloodshed and conflict of the past. And so they're trying to attach it so that this becomes another huge conflict. And listen, the whole thing with Trafalgar, the Battle of Trafalgar, I just researched it a little bit. And that is it was German and uh, France and Spain coming together against us. Now, at that point, Spain had been taken over by Islam. And so they had connected with the religious spirit of France, Roman Catholicism, Rome, and Islam. They were coming together in order to come over this nation. Now, the one thing that was in our favor, and we need to go back to these things, was back in the... I think, we need to get back to these things because I think it was in... Somebody will have to correct me. I'm talking about um, Chad of Mercia... Bishop Chad of Mercia. Do you know the date of that, Jude? Okay. I think it was about the 7th century. Chad sent out a word. Mercia is where we live. This is Mercia now. But it, st- it stretched from Northumberland all the way down to Wessex, all the way over to Wales, and all the way down to nearly the west coast. Mercia was a big place. And he put out a call, and the call was this. Missionaries for Mercia. And because of what he did Islam didn't take root in our nation and they had they had a a form of Christianity that that was based upon um, the home and how we live in our homes see the homes is going to be important in this next move of God really important how we live behind closed doors is going to be really important That's why we need to know that we are the new creation. Are you still with me? Okay, I'm going to leave you with five things for end time. Prayer. So that's what I believe is going to try and take place next Friday. So we do need to have a prayer meeting. And I I know we're meeting here. The cafe is open on Thursday night, so not to take up another night. I will lead a prayer meeting in the prayer room at 7 o'clock. And we'll stay there until we're done. But it will be over those four things, okay? So if you come, join with us. We will be praying on these four things in order that this black flag, which I believe represents that religious spirit, won't be pulled across our nation, the, the, the heart of government of our nation, okay? So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to cut those off. We're going to come into an agreement. And I'll talk about agreement on Thursday night, because I believe it's powerful, really powerful as coming into agreement. And we can see some things really broken in that realm that will have an effect in this realm. So we're not coming at it from this realm. We're not going down to the, all these four places. In the spirit realm, we're going to come at what they re- represent, the religious spirit, the, the legal spirit. We're going to come against the governmental spirit. We're going to come against the, the warring spirit. And we're going to see something severed so that it can't be attached in our nation. That's what we're wanting. And so here, so four, five things, and I may touch on these again, that we have to understand. The one is we're new creations. And I mentioned that we are new creation. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five says this, Jesus is the last Adam. He's the last. But he's the last adam and he's the firstborn of the new creation so he brings something to an end in order to bring something into a new season okay that's the first thing so we need to see things from a new creation just like eve was taken out of adam so the church was taken out of christ why because without eve there wouldn't be godly offspring. And without Christ, there won't be godly offspring for the church to increase. <laughs> Listen, these, these are so important for us. Because it shifts everything to another level into another place. And I do feel that this is the apostolic teaching of our day. I really do. And if it isn't, you tell me where you're hearing these things. Because I'm not hearing them. But I do feel that there is a realm that God is, a a scene of revelation that God is releasing. And so just as Eve was brought out of Adam, so the church is brought out of Christ. I will build my church, the first thing. Also, authority is restored, reinstated. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation, because all authority has been given to me Now that all authority could not be given to Christ until he was raised from the dead because if it had have been it would have been given to him on the basis of the first Adam not the second Adam so he would have been given authority as man but now he was given author- all authority is given to me And so now he could give authority, go into all the world and preach to God, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of time. So now on him, see, there's a new authority. That new authority means it's been reinstated in creation. We are the new creation. Follow me through. So that's the second thing. And so for us. And so it also, the new authority operates on three levels. I am he that was dead. Behold, I am alive and have the keys of death in Hades. Can you see? And so he has the keys of heaven. So that's the first realm. He's got authority there. Earth, he has authority there. And he has the key now to have authority over death in Hades. That's why people can be resurrected from the dead. This is our truth. Truth unchanging truth in a changing world we need to come back to the unchanging truth don't we and so here then we have authority over demons and he says i give you authority over all the power of the devil gave you all authority over the power of the devil that's found in luke 10 And so now, you see, authority is not just being reinstated. We are being given authority over the demonic. So we're able to do battle in another realm. We're able to bring the power of the demonic down. We really are. That's why we need to meet, to pray, so that what the enemy is intending will not carry on. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is freedom from futility. Let me read it to you, Romans 8. Listen to this, folks. It's important for us. Here it is. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first... First fruits of the groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption of sons, for the redemption of our bodies. I'm looking for the word "futility. For in hope uh, Here it is. In hope, verse 21, that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage and decay. Another word for that bondage and decay is for freedom from its futility. What does futility? If Bobby Connors was here, he would say that which is useless, worthless and ineffective. That's what futility means. So the whole of creation is ineffective, useless, worthless hollow empty meaningless cruel, cool in relation to its existence that's what the world is crying out for without purpose and unsuccessful so it says here the earth or creation will be freed from its futility hallelujah isn't that good This is the rights of the sons of God. When we come into our... What I'm telling you is this. This is what we are coming into. Was that a wave, Jude? No? I I thought you were going to give me that date. That's okay. And so... We come into the fullness of time. What is the fullness of time? That is the fullness of time. We reach a point when somebody reaches 120 years of age will be looked upon as being so young can you see that's what it means see we're coming into and listen this isn't about seven mountain stuff because i i believe that we can even use seven mountains as a program to put people into positions of power when god says no that's the position that you need to be in that is where real power is released do you understand and listen that didn't mean to say that you won't have an influence listen you do the best you can in the place that god has put you god elevates you and promotes you let me tell you use that promotion in order to be an influence for what the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god not for a bigger bank balance a bigger check okay and so here then the fullness of time and then the Um, authority over demons, freedom from futility. And then the fifth thing is overcoming Satan's kingdom. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, that's what we're coming into. And I do believe that God will give me enough time on the earth to see the, the beginnings of these things taking place. I really do. It's going to usher in the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to this word that I preached this morning, when you see Jerusalem surrounded, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And we're going to see, we're going to see... Things unfold. People are saying, you know, that the whole thing of wait until, wait until America gets him or wait until Iran gets him. They're already involved. There is a proxy war going on. Proxy means that people are using others in order to outlet or work out their ways of war. America is already involved. Iran is already involved. All the other nations are gathering around. is Jerusalem is so surrounded at this moment. And I will talk next week, if I get the chance, I will talk next week on how nations relate to re- Israel will give us an indicator as to their character and their destiny. And it, it really is important that we get hold of these things. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.